Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another Conquer Your Life podcast. I'm your host, Tristan Mathers, and today we're excited to have another special guest who is not only a successful entrepreneur, but a business coach, consultant, husband, and father. He is on a mission to help business owners transform their mindset, improve their lives, and create great and amazing businesses that provide exceptional customer experiences. I'm telling you, the heart and energy of this man is like no other. It's amazing. Please join me in welcoming the Clifton Muckenfoos to the show. Tristan, hey man, I appreciate the introduction. I look forward to uh, chopping it up with you here today, man, adding some value to your audience and uh, let's get going. I'm so pumped, man. Um, to start it off, I know that you have quite the inspiring story. Let's have the listeners get to know you a little bit on what made Clifton who Clifton is today. Of course, you know, we would need probably, I don't know, no less than 48 hours to get the entire story. <laughs> okay, uh, well, we can we can summarize it up a little bit. So I'll, I'll, I'll break that down. Uh, I'll summarize it for you, for your listeners here. So born uh, in, in South Carolina, I grew up uh, with my grandparents. My, my parents divorced when I was two years old. So I grew up in a, in a pretty quaint, smaller home in rural South Carolina. And uh, as an only child, I just, you know, my, my mindset was all about how can I be the center of attention? Mm. Right? That's how I felt love to, to be the center of attention. And so all through grade school, all through high school, that was sort of my MO. How can I, you know, act it out? How can I just attract attention? And because again, that's how I felt loved if I got attention. And, you know, in high school, I, I did you know, I did things that I wasn't proud of, you know, I, I, I went out before school and, 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 you know, banged down some alcohol, some, hmm. some, some cocktails and things like that. And, and, and even in the college, you know, when I graduated from high school and actually I'm going to back up for a moment, cause you and I off air, were just kind of talking about being programmed and, and things mm -hmm. like that. My generation, when I was, you know, growing up on the come up, as they say, I was really programmed, Tristan, that, you had to go to college mm -hmm. and then you had to, to get a job. And if you didn't go to college, you weren't going to get a job. You were going to find yourself working at a grocery store or, mm. you know, just really being nothing. Hmm. And so that's how I grew up. And so I'll fast forward after graduating high school. I then followed how I was raised, which is I went to college. I went to Clemson university in South Carolina. And again, didn't know a whole lot of people there, but I figured out really quickly how I could fit in and how I could get people to like me. And, and I rushed a fraternity and uh, I very quickly fell into the wrong crowd, as they say, mm -hmm. uh, partying, you know, drinking alcohol, abusing alcohol, doing drugs, selling drugs, uh, all of those things with the sole purpose of just really fitting in and getting people to like me. Uh, so I was I was in school for five years, uh, continuing to party, and I just really wasn't focused on you know mm. school. I was focused on that good time. I did actually graduate, and and what's interesting is if you hear about sort of you hear this backstory and you know abusing alcohol, abusing drugs, selling drugs, all that stuff. It's interesting to know that while I was in college, I also did and completed three successful internships with a fortune 500 company. So wow. when I wasn't in an altered state, hmm. 
I was pretty damn good at business. Mm-hmm. And so I, I did those internships while I was in college. And, you know, again, small town, the company I did the internships for was based in my hometown. And so I was, you know, getting ready to graduate and, and my family was you know, saying to me, hey, so you're going to come back home Mm. to work at this company. And I'm thinking, absolutely not. There's nothing that, uh, you know, I, I would not rather do than to come back home. And so I moved down to Atlanta, Georgia. I worked in the IT business for, for a while. Uh, but in 2000, when I graduated and, and entered the workforce, uh, you know, that was during the dot bomb. Mm. Right? So uh, I don't know if you remember 2000, but the IT sector just kind of blew up. Uh, there was a ton of money on the streets, a ton of you know startups, but it eventually blew up. And I was a product of that. Wow. And so I had no job, but I was good at one thing. And that was what I was doing in college. And that was partying and, and selling mm. drugs. And so <laughs> I fell right back into that. <laughs> And, you know, over the next few years, that was kind of what my life was all about. Hmm. I moved around. I had some really good opportunities uh, because at that point in time, Tristan, uh, and for your listeners, I was I was chasing money, opportunity, hmm. and a good time. And the reality is I had a great time. I was making the most of, of all the opportunities and I was making good money. The problem with that is I didn't understand what my true purpose in life was. I really had no idea. I was kind of wandering around and yeah, I had a good time again, money uh, and all of this stuff. But inside Mm. I had this whole (laughs) H-O-L-E, right? Mm -hmm. And in 2005, I moved to, to Orlando, Florida, and I met this, this nice young lady in a bar, a, I don't know, 1,500 square feet bar out one night, and uh, her name is Mary Ann, and, and we kind of hit it off, and you know, she kind of wanted to fast forward this relationship, and I, I really wasn't interested. I had always told myself, I'm never getting married. I'm never having children. I'm just going to have this lifestyle where I just have a good time all mm-hmm. the time. But that wasn't what God had intended for my life. Mm-hmm. I didn't know it then. I know it now. But then I'm thinking, no, I, I don't want anything to do with this. But she continued to pursue and pursue. And we started dating. And then in 2007, we moved up to the, the Raleigh, North Carolina area. And uh, soon after moving there, Tristan, my grandmother, whom I grew up with, uh, she passed away from cancer. Mm-hmm. And a month later, the mortgage company that I was working for went out of business. So I want you to picture relatively new relationship, new area, don't know a whole lot of people. Grandmother passes away, job falls through. And this girlfriend of mine, again, Marianne, says to me, you know, what next? And I'm like, I have no clue, but let me figure something out. And, and I think the, the, the key here is that there's going to be your listeners that are going to face this at some point in their life or they are facing it now or have faced it where you get knocked down and you are asking yourself, okay, I'm going to get back up, but what do I do when I Mm -hmm. get back up? And so I said to her, I I don't know what I'm going to do, but you know, she said something to me 
that was probably one of the most impactful things that anyone's ever said to me. And she says, I don't know what it is, but I believe in you. Wow. That's so powerful. And man, I mean, it gives me chills now because I can feel the Holy Spirit moving through me right now. But because I hadn't really up to that point given anybody any real reason to say they believed in me. Mm. What I didn't tell your listeners here is that before then I had been arrested seven times. Wow. From minor in possession, shoplifting, aggravated assault, disorderly conduct, public intoxication, DUI. So I'd never given anybody a reason to really believe in me. I didn't believe in myself. And to hear her say that, it was pretty amazing and pretty profound because I said, you know what? I don't know what it's going to be, but I will just figure this out. And so that was when I launched my very first legal business. Legal. Yes. Legal. I was, an, I was an incredible pharmaceutical sales rep. <laughs> um, but my first legal business, and it was really a business I had no real interest in. It was just basically, hey, what do people not like to do? And, and she said, people hate to clean. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you're right. Cool. So I launched a cleaning company, low barriers to entry. Um, I went around, knocked on some doors, created some flyers. And uh, started a house cleaning company on about 150 bucks. I was paying myself 250 bucks a week. Mm. So this was in 2007, 250 bucks a week. Marianne at the time, she was making good money in a sales position. But then as fate would have it, she lost her job. Wow. So now... We're getting unemployment of about 400 bucks a week. I'm paying myself 250 bucks a week. I'm driving a 1991 Ford panel van with no heat, no AC. <laughs> and and uh, I was cleaning toilets for a living, bro. But here's the thing. I realize, and, and if anybody that listens to this is an entrepreneur or thinking about becoming an entrepreneur, I'll, I'll just tell you this. The best advice I can give anybody that's thinking about starting a business or thinking about leaving a company to start a business is go do what you are good at. Mm. Absolutely. And for me, because the industry doesn't matter in my mind, what I'm good at and what I'm passionate about is connecting with people, helping them feel comfortable enough to relay to me what is causing them pain. I'm going to provide a solution to relieve that pain. And mm -hmm. in this case, it was cleaning buildings, cleaning homes, all of that. So I grew that company to, you know, uh, a mid six figure company from 150 bucks. Wow. But I wasn't passionate about cleaning bathrooms and working crazy hours. And <clears throat> I just wasn't passionate about that. So in 2010, what's really cool is a childhood best friend of mine came to me and said, Hey man, I think we should start this, this remodeling company, siding company. Now in 2010, we were kind of on the tail end of the great recession, mm -hmm. right? 2000 it sector blows up. I get spit out 2010. I'm thinking, okay, cool. Great recession. Let's go start another company. 
All right, here's the here's the crazy thing. So at that point, I had a new business that was about two years old, the cleaning business. I now had a wife. Marianne was now my wife, and I now had my first son. Chase was born in 2010, and here I am in August of 2010. Hey, honey, I'm gonna start another company, a construction company. And she says to me, what do you know about construction? I said, not much. When I was in high school, I, I left my grandparents home and uh, went to live with my dad for the summer. And I did some roofing. That's about all I know about construction. Mm -hmm. She says, huh, interesting. Not a, not a lot of confidence here, but here's the key point. Second time, I believe in you. Mm -hmm. That was in 2010. And I sat down with uh, my friend and another friend of ours and created this uh, business plan on, on like a post-it note. I need $1,500 from you, $1,500 from you. And I'm going to put in 1500 bucks and we're going to start this construction company. And Oh, by the way, I'm going to take that 91 Ford van that my, uh, my cleaning company owns. And I'm going to sell that to the construction company for 900 bucks. And we're going to start this company. And our one friend looked at us and goes, Man, you you fucking crazy. <laughs> I was like, possibly, but cool. Go have another beer. Now I looked at my I looked at my friend and I said, I need 1750 from you. I'm gonna put in 1750. Hmm. So we started that business on 3500 bucks. And before two years, we had done a million dollars in revenue. And uh before I sold that company. Uh, in November of 21, uh, it was a multi-million dollar company. We had 12 full-time employees uh, and our decisions impacted hundreds, if not thousands of people uh, mm -hmm. on a daily basis. And that's really where I uncovered my purpose. And that is to serve God by serving others, helping them become better people, mm. better husbands, better fathers, better wives, better mothers, better brothers, better sisters, better leaders, better humans. And so uh, in November of 21, I had an opportunity to actually exit that company. And I exited that business. Uh, in June of 21, I started my own company, Building Raving Fans, which we may get into, where I consult with and coach business owners, uh, helping them avoid some of the pitfalls that I had gone through over, you know, 14 years of entrepreneurship at that time. And man, right now I'm, I'm the director of coaching for WinRate Consulting. I've got private clients I work with all over the country. And man, the mission is again, to serve God by serving others. And uh, it's, it's, it's been an amazing adventure so far. Man, how many talking points did you just give me right there? Gosh. God Maybe be one or two. Glory, man. That is amazing. Tell me, you listeners, if you're hitting me up in the DMs after this, that you don't have goosebumps now. Wow. That is such a great story, man. Uh, while you were talking, I'm just sitting here like, yep, yep, yep. Man, I'm just connecting on every single level, man, because I... I haven't gotten the business yet. That's what this is going to be. Um, but it's the it's really the exact same thing, just in a different story. 
You know, like you said, the center of attention at the beginning. That's all I ever wanted when I was a kid. You know, I was drinking and smoking from sixth grade all the way up because I wanted to be seen. I wanted that attention. I thought that's what love was, you know, and it just wasn't true. And from that, uh, it forced me to go through some pretty tough times and have some really bad habits. And um, but the fact of the matter is here is that no matter what hard stuff you go through, guys, listening, it's for a reason. You know, God's putting you through the struggle to make you stronger. You know, what I've said in past podcasts is that um, he's going to put you through a, a heavy storm to endure a, a hurricane in the future. You know, and another way that I like to say it is like being put on an anvil, like you are a broken sword put on an anvil. God's beating you. Life's beating you. You're getting put in the fire. You're getting put in the water. You're getting beat up again. But at the end of that, you're going to be a double-edged sword ready to just conquer, ready to cut anything in your way out unless it's in line with your purpose. Man, that's, uh, that is so good. And, and I'm going to, I'm going to expand on the bad habits for a moment. I believe, in fact, I, I know God is love and God created us all in his image. God wants us to be successful. Absolutely. Here's the key point. That doesn't, success does not mean rich or wealthy. It does not mean money, but God has success planned for every single one of us. But it's not until we make a conscious decision to break free from the imprisonment and the bondage of our bad habits and the negative people and the negative mindset. Mm -hmm. Then and only then when we get away from that and release ourselves from that, then and only then can we truly experience the success that God has intended for our lives all along. Absolutely. And here at Conquer Your Life, I haven't told you this yet, but we, we're going to be living by three core things. And number one is spiritual growth. Number two is physical growth. And three is your mental growth. Yeah. And conquering each and every one of those areas in your life will set you up for that success. Because if we are made in God's image, and we're conquering all the things that are and uh what's the word I'm thinking of? Just keeping us from being the best us that we can be and just start heading towards the things. You know, what I what I've said before in the past is the power of consumption. What are you consuming? Food wise, mental wise, you know, what are you consuming spiritual wise, if any? You know, they, there's these powers out there that are just so good. Like you said, God is love, we're in his image. Um, but since we are on this planet and there is a, an, an enemy, an evil force, uh, everybody can feel that, you know, it, it's weighing on us and it's getting harder um, while the generations and years go on. And then that's what fires me up, Clifton, is because, you know, in these last three or five years, I have been put on that anvil. And by the grace of God, I have seen and felt and understood the purpose and my mission um because of that and that's to be pouring into people like you um but targeting the men specifically um because 
I needed that five years ago. You know, I really did, but obviously I'm still here and I, I'm grateful for it. Um, but the fact of the matter is, is a lot of men go through the same thing, but they don't get to come out. It's a very rare thing for me to come out in the way that I did. And uh, I'm here for the men that need it. And um, keep really serving cool. that mission, man. Yeah. Again, like you said, they're, they're, men do need it. Uh, even, even older men, mm -hmm. young men, old men. Um, but, but I want to just touch on something I wrote down the spiritual growth, the physical growth, the mental growth, mm -hmm. uh, what are you consuming? Uh, you know, it, it really just resonates or I resonate so much with that because man, I used to weigh 230 pounds. Talk about mm. these negative, bad habits, right? You know, mm -hmm. poor diet, consuming nothing but the news and negativity, fighting with people on social media about nonsense, <laughs> right? Getting wrapped up in elections and just feeding myself with negativity. And it wasn't until <clears throat> I made a decision on, on December 23rd, 2018, that I, I just needed to change. I had to make some changes. My, my businesses were successful, but my relationships were struggling. That's the key. My relationships were struggling. My relationship with my wife, my children, I had three kids at the time and I, it was still kind of about me, but I made this conscious decision, one decision. I'm going to do whatever I need to do for we, for them. Mm. And so on, on January, uh, December 23rd, I made a decision and a commitment to becoming healthy. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's that physical growth. I downloaded the, my fitness pal. Yep. Love that thing. And every day since December 23rd, 2018, I've logged what I've put in my body. With the only exception being one week I was in the Bahamas and I had no cell phone service. Mm -hmm. But the point of that is that physical growth. Because if you look good, you feel good, you perform better, clear mind, clear decision-making process, and then... I turned away from the negativity on social media, watching the news, all of that. I started feeding my brain with, with books, reading personal development books, mm -hmm. reading God's word again. So now it's that spiritual growth, the mental growth. Mm -hmm. And so I think that you're onto something really, really uh, important here mm -hmm. is uh, those, those sort of pillars um, yeah. going to be critical for, for your audience. And, uh, and here's the thing, Clifton, you could probably tie this into it since you've lived through it, you know, is that, uh, if you're only focusing on one, the other two are lacking, you know, you only focus on two, not the other one. It's a Trinity. You have to do all three for it to work. You know, if you're just, for instance, let's say you're overweight, you know, and you're working out, but you're working out, but you're still looking in the mirror and you hate yourself. You know, you're still battling those negative thoughts. Well, what are you doing to pour into yourself mentally now? The gym's only going to do so much. Well, now you have to do work mentally. You got to fight that negative voice. Well, if you're going to be fighting that negative voice, what's one of the best ways to do that? Ask for help. You can ask for people or you can ask the one that created everything. You know, it's just right there, ready to be accessed at all time. And a cool thing, what I've learned in these, in these past years is that um, conquering your life, becoming the best version of you isn't for you. Mm -hmm. Maybe somewhat, it's cool, 
But by you becoming the best you, you are able to impact other people to want to do the same. And that's why what, what I'm building is going to be so powerful because people want to help others before they're helping themselves. And you can't do that. You cannot yeah. fill somebody else's cup if yours is empty. Absolutely. You know, I've felt like mine has been overflowing these last couple months and I need to put that water somewhere. So I'm yes. doing everything I can to fill others now. And all I want is to mass produce that in other men, because if that does happen, um, and you just say you do that with thousand men, those thousand men do that for a thousand men, you know, that's how we're going to change the generations to come is by teaching men what they're capable of on top of this cliff. And I want to hear you talk about this because you are a very true masculine man, uh, who does lead by example, protects and provides for his family. Um, what would you say in today's society uh, from what you've seen, you are older than me, um, and men and what you believe needs to happen as well? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I truly believe that we need to first become the person that we wish to see in other people. And I'll unpack that for a moment. So if you want to see other people becoming great, you your, yourself first must become great. You, the best version of yourself. Mm -hmm. If you want an attractive spouse or an, you know, right. It could be, it could be man or woman, depending on who you are. But let's say, since we're talking about men here, if you want an attractive female in your life, what are you doing to become attractive? Mm -hmm. If you want a, a, a 10 who's in perfect shape, but yet you're obese, that ain't going to work, right? So you first have to become the person that you want someone else to be. But as, as it relates to, say, families, I believe that too many children don't have positive role models in their lives. Mm -hmm. And so part of that is because we live in this hustle and grind world. Like you got to just be grinding all the time. You got to be hustle or starve or you know, all these other kind of, you know, catchphrases. And that's, that's good. That's motivating. But let's be honest. Motivation is fleeting. Mm -hmm. Do you have the discipline to lead by example and show your children what living a life of Christ likeness is all about? How are you showing up for them? Mm -hmm. Like I coach entrepreneurs, business owners. Some are in startup phase. Some are in growth phase. Some are in scale phase. Some are super successful. And I just did a keynote on this the other day. I said, how many of you guys started a business to give your family a life you didn't have? And the majority of people raised their hands. And I asked them, how many of you are actually sacrificing the very thing that you told yourself you started your business for right now? Mm. They kind of looked at me. I said, in other words, how many of you are working 70 hours a week, not present where you're present, where your feet are? Mm. How many of you are showing up like the father that your children need you to be? Wow. Or your spouse. And so the, the point of that is, is I believe in society today, we don't have enough positive role models, which is why you exist, which is why I exist. 
And I want to just correct you. You said, if I impact, it's going to be when I Absolutely. impact. Absolutely. Thanks for catching that. And so <laughs> that is what we're lacking. We're lacking a society of men and people in general that do not believe. They lack self-belief. A lack of self-belief killed more dreams than any COVID did. Mm -hmm. Right? So we need to be positive role models. We need to be bright lights in this world. I read a book recently. We need to be the CEO, not chief executive officer. We need to be the chief energy officer. Oh, yeah. We need to project positivity into the world. Just like, hey, we jumped on before air. You mm -hmm. asked me, how are you doing? And my response was what? I'm somewhere between exceptional and fantastic. Because I've, I've got, I said I had a hold in my heart earlier. Now by serving my true purpose of serving God, by serving others, I'm now whole. W-H-O-L-E. W-H-O-L-E. Yeah. Yeah. That's so powerful, man. This is a, uh, there's, it's not by accident that we met and now we're talking. Um, it's almost like uh, I see an older version of myself that I'm talking to right now and it's really cool. And um, I just want to say about the purpose thing. Um, I have never felt so whole in my entire life until I started living that. And I quit my nine to five um to just say, screw it. I'm going all in. I trust you, God. I trust what you're doing for me. And ever since then, man, I could stay up for 24 hours straight doing this. It's just a whole different thing. It's what we're lacking. It's what we're missing. You know, we're raised, like we'll go back earlier. It's no different today. It's just getting worse. You said pushing college, pushing this, pushing that. It is starting young. It's starting. You have to raise your hand. Shut up. Don't talk. You got to raise your hand. You got to listen to what I say. Well, now that you listen to what I say, now I got to tell you where to go. Well, now that I tell you where to go, if you don't do that, you're going to fail. And it's all programming. You know, when you're a kid, it's the programming phase. So being able to be as young as I am now, uh, what I, my goal is, is to break the kids getting out of college or high school or college and breaking them free. Doing my best to break that out of them because if we have men or women, just anybody, because everybody asks that same question, why am I here? What's my purpose? Everybody has asked it. And none of the most majority of them settle for something that they know it's not right. There's something missing. Um, I guess what I'm getting at here is that we need to find our purposes. And it's going to be my goal to teach that because it is teachable. You know, just leading them in the right direction to find that. But I, I, I'm, I'm doing my best to find words that describe the feeling that I feel. Being able to know and just live it—it's something just divine, really. Yes. You I, almost can't describe it sometimes, right? Yeah, I, I know that we all have our own unique fingerprint. Yes. Everybody has their own unique fingerprint. With that fingerprint, we have our own specific set of skills. Uh, life events and challenges we've overcome that makes you a specific solution to the problem that serves this world. Mm -hmm. And if we all band together, this is what Conquer Your Life is about at a whole is uniting and conquering. 
we are divided in so many different ways. And I'm starting with the banding the like-minded young men together to unite. Then hopefully, I mean, I know you're doing it too, but the more that we unite together as a race, it doesn't matter what color you are. It doesn't matter what size you are. It doesn't matter. It's just that we need to connect, you know, how, how we're supposed to. And, uh, Feel I feel a shift happening, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, I, I would agree with that. I want to I want to just touch on something for a moment, you know, about the purpose. As I spoke to this audience recently, you know, I was looking at them, and and, and my key takeaway, what I wanted them to take away, was just one thing: mm-hmm. it's never too late, right? Ever, ever, until you draw your last breath, it's never too late, and so. I mean, I'm 45, almost 46, and it took me a long time to find out what my true purpose was. And, you know, I take clients through a, a, a what I want exercise. You know, we, what do I want for myself? What do I want to be known for? What do I want to do for others? What do I want to do for causes, you know, and, you know, really kind of going through some tactical uh, exercises. And there's something about when you when you have a list of questions and then you force yourself to think to then write it down, mm-hmm. something magical happens because it goes from up here, which sometimes and I'm I'm holding my brain for yeah. your listeners, <laughs> but it goes from up here, which is sometimes feels like scrambled eggs, to down on a plate and this is beautiful masterpiece, and you're like, wow, mm-hmm. that's what that's that's it, yeah. You know, and at, at my age, I'm now focused on legacy. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's why I produce the content I do. That's why I love inspiring men, women uh, all over the world because I'm going to make them better humans. And so one day, my kids, I don't want to show up at a funeral with, I had a bunch of, you know, if I'm at a funeral, people come to my funeral and I had a bunch of money, but there's four people there. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. I want it to be, tens of thousands of people there. My children are getting approached like your father made such a difference. Your father raised great boys and an awesome daughter. And he impacted my life and the impact of my life. That's what I'm focused on because yeah. that will live on into eternity. Absolutely. Man, that's so powerful. I know I've said that like a hundred times already, but it's just the truth. <laughs> you know, um, Ever since I did this a similar exercise uh, before I even started the podcast or even launched Conquer Your Life, is that I wrote down what they're going to say about me at, on my eulogy. I wrote it and I, I I just believed it. It was the most unconscious thing I ever did. I was just writing and it was just going on paper. My thoughts were in my head and then they were on paper and then I said it. Mm-hmm. And it's happening. It's just step after step, action take action after action just keeps laying right in front of me. And the more you guys just kind of surrender your control, yes. it is so nuts. It really is. It's supernatural what happens to you in your day-to-day life. Um, and it, it doesn't it doesn't surprise me how society is looking at that negatively. When I say society, I mean the people who run this world, whoever it is, what better way to control people than to keep them away from what makes them 
so powerful. And it's uh, yeah, you, you know, um, one other thing I, I was just going to talk about is, you know, I go through this exercise every morning where I speak gratitude into the universe and I go through my morning ritual, my morning, morning routine. Mm-hmm. And, and one of those uh, is, is prayer. And, you know, I write down in my gratitude journal and I also say aloud and, you know, Lord, I'm grateful for the opportunities of which I do not know yet exist, but the ones that I know you will place before me today to use my talents to make an impact. Mm-hmm. And, and so the point of that is, um, just speaking things into motion. Cause you were kind of talking about that. You went from your eulogy, like thinking it, writing it down and opportunities started coming in to your life mm-hmm. to impact, uh, people to start a business, to start a movement, to unite men. Well, the same thing happened with me when I started doing that. Mm-hmm. I'm great. I'm praying for opportunities that, that, that I don't even know exist. Guess what happens? Boom. They start showing up. Yeah. Like, and keep showing it up and keep showing up. And the more I give, the more I give, the more I give, the more opportunities show up. It's almost like you're a, it's like a, we are magnets to what the universe, God, the divine wants us to do. It's like, okay, you opened up. Here you go. Exactly. I give it to you. You know, you've heard all the cliche phrases. Be careful what you ask for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the majority of people are so stuck in a negative mind that they wonder why their life is so negative. Well, it's that simple. Yes, you're exactly right. And to that point, you know, what we focus on, we get more of Mm -hmm. what we place our attention on and focus grows, right? So the more negative the world is, the more negative stuff and the more negative energy they have in their Mm -hmm. life. So I choose the complete opposite of that exceptional and fantastic, right? Mm -hmm. That's where I live. I focus on everything positive. You, you tell me you're dealing with something crazy. I'm going to spin that and show you how there's actually something to be grateful for. in that. Yeah, Whew. man, man. So it, that's, that's so awesome, man, because it's so true. Like no matter how bad of a situation can be, there's always something grateful. There's always something. And I'm telling you, like, I'm, I'm going to say some really negative things on here because I don't want to, but still like I had, Three of my best friends pass away when I was 19 in three months. The time I was like, this is terrible. My life sucks, blah, 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 blah. But now I look at it and I wouldn't be nowhere near where I am at mentally, uh, mentally disciplined today if that didn't happen. You know, it sucks. They're not here, but now I get to live a life. And because they did pass along, now I have that much more power and just will go and do the things that they can't do anymore. Right. So yes. you can be that, you can be that example of what truly living a purposeful, meaningful life is all about. You know, I, I was just on a phone call earlier with a client and and, and he was at a men's conference uh, down in Missouri. And I just said to him, I said, man, you know, the, the thing that I want is when people look at me and look at my family I look at my actions, the way I live, the way I act, what I do, what I say. I want them to say, man, there's something different about those people. Mm-hmm. And then I want them to ask, hey, what? there's something different about you. Cool. Now that's an opportunity. Let me share something with you. Let me share how I can take, you know, 40 years of just self-sabotage mm-hmm. 
and by the grace of the good Lord, turn into something amazing. Absolutely, man. And that's, I, I, it's the same thing with me, you know, like it's just honest. It's not arrogance at all. I know a lot of people think it can be, but it really is just like when I walk into a room, something happens, you know, and the same thing with you. It's just like this energy. This is like, whoa. people are like, what, what, what is that? What is going on with that guy? What did he take? What did he do? I want, I want to yeah. know. There's, it's just there's like, something wrong with him. Like this is not real. I, I've actually <laughs> had people, I had people for, for a long time, man, there's, there's, there, this is not real. You can't actually be this happy all the time. And I'm like, bro, you just hang out with me long enough. I know. Right. Like, how are you <laughs> like that? Tristan? Like I've had people straight up tell me like, dude, it pisses me off why you're so happy all the time. I don't get it. I'm just like, that's okay. I can teach you if you want to know. Yeah. yeah if you want, if you, if, I can, I can give you the cheat code. Uh-huh. Um, Oh man, now that I've been through it and I am living this now, it was it's crazy how it's not easy, but it's really crazy how simple it actually is. Yeah. That's that's the key. It, it's not easy, but it really is simple. Mm -hmm. But it starts with one decision. One decision, and then you got to develop the discipline, stay mm -hmm. committed. Um and so um and I and again, I'm, I just wrote down those three those three pillars. I, I love that and 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 reminding me of the Trinity, you know, the spiritual growth, physical growth, mental growth, and how those all, you know, work with one another yeah. in concert. And if one is off, then you're going to be off balance, right? Mm -hmm. um, you you won't believe where I got that from. It just went into my mind one day and I wrote it down and then I said it out loud. <laughs> Nobody That's knows where thoughts come from. What's that? Nobody knows where thoughts come from. Hey, you know, the same, the same God that gave you the thought will also put the things and the people in front of you to take advantage of. Yeah. Well, that's why it's so powerful when people say your thoughts are your reality. Mm. That's you know? good. Um, man, this has been like very, very cool. This talk so far, man, it's, uh, excited to see where it goes. Do you have anything else that you want to add to this? I'm good, man. I just, I want people to, uh, again, to just really know that God wants you to be successful. Mm -hmm. Regardless of what you're going through, what you've been through, or even what you may face, mm -hmm. know that you're destined for success, but you've got to, again, get rid of the negative thoughts, the negative habits, the bad habits, all of that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I wake up every day at 417. I'll, I'll leave you with this. Two things. I wake up every day at 417. And then people are like, why do you wake up at 417? That's crazy. So because on my on my home screen, you can't see this, your listeners, but but the Lord stood with me and gave me strength. Second Timothy 417. Mm -hmm. And so no matter what you're going through, what you may go through, know that if you place your faith and trust in the good Lord, he will give you the strength you need he will be your shelter he will be your refuge no matter what you're going yeah through. and then that's what i tell people too man is that if you're ready to make a change sit down close your eyes and pray yeah. ask for guidance what do i do i have no idea i've been trying in my best to do it all on my own it's not working well there's a reason why it doesn't work when you're doing it all on your own. i did that forever yeah you can't. You, you literally can't. You it will not work. We're we're not built to do it alone. Um well, dude, 
we're going to have to uh, do this again sometime. This has been quite the episode, and I really hope everybody here enjoyed it. I'd be really surprised if you didn't <laughs> enjoy it, but don't forget to like, subscribe, and then also, where can they find you at, brother? Yeah, so uh, on Facebook at Clifton Muck and Foose, Instagram at Boats and Bourbon, uh, also uh, on LinkedIn. And I, the last thing I will say, so every every Monday through Friday, um, you know, I send out a daily dose of motivation text message. So if you go right now, your listeners go to a daily dose of motivation.com. Simple form, sign up for that. It'll be delivered to your inbox every Monday through Friday between 8 and 8.30 a.m. It might just be the message that you need to transform your mindset, transform your day. And this is not you entering into a funnel, a sales funnel. I'm not spamming you. I'm not trying to sell you anything. But truly the feedback that I've received, and I've done that uh, since, gosh, October of 2021. So I've got mm. a ton of those out there. But adailydoseofmotivation.com. Sign up for that. Get your inspiration, your motivation, and your encouragement. Absolutely. And I could be an advocate for that as well. I get them in my email. I don't know why it messed up in my messages, but still, it's so awesome just to get that every day and it just boosts you up that much more. So guys, give him a follow, check him out. He's an amazing guy, as you can tell, but always remember, it's time to make a change and to conquer your life. And I'm ready to lead you if you need it. Thanks for listening, everybody. Talk to you later.